Yay, yay, yay! Yay! I'm Jen Ponton! I'm Lillian Bustle. And this is all the fucks. I did that while uh-huh. I stretched and yawned. <laughs> it was good. It looked like it felt good. It just felt really good. No, I have to. <laughs> all the fucks! All the fucks are very contagious. Oh, well, that's true, too. You better get yourself tested for fucks. <laughs> You don't lose your taste and smell if you catch a case of the fucks. It's far more cute to the point of being annoying. Far cuter. You definitely want this STI. <laughs> God, I, I tried to start well, but it's just fucking nose dive. No, nose I loved dope. it. Nose dope? <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> We're here to talk about we're here to talk about when your emotions just run roughshod over your face. <laughs> like like dirt bike. When your heart s- when your heart slaps you around and then kicks you in the butt. <laughs> oh god, and you just want more of it. Uh, <laughs> once upon uh, a time oh, there was a podcast. <laughs> once upon a time. Um I just wanted to mention because I so for people out there who are thinking about getting vaccinated um, oh. I, I just want to mention that, like, I thought for a really long time that you had to register and then, f- and then wait to be called. And I think that was initially the intention, by the by. Uh, this does change by state. So Jersey specifically, listen uh-huh. up, but, but I'm sure there's some version of it wherever you live, guys. So, uh, oh, I mean, it's worth looking into no matter what you've been told. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Wherever yes. you live, no matter what you've been told, if you want a vaccine and you haven't heard anything, you got to do your own groundwork. It's like you have to be fucking Nancy Drew. Yes. <laughs> to get your vaccine. Yes. So in Jersey, um, I'm 1C, um, and I ha- but I have friends who wound up in 1B for being fat. But right. I was like, I'm a fat and a smoker, although I'm not anymore. But but yeah, still. your body. Yeah, for right. sure. And still wound up in 1C. And a lot of places around here, um, like my medical group was like, well, we are getting vaccines, but we're only vaccinating older people. Um, and I heard tell of some other places where you had to bring a note. And like, it was so confusing. There is probably a Facebook group for your state. Um, there is one for New Jersey where, and this is heartbreaking and wonderful at the same time, people are volunteering to help, especially older people who are not tech savvy, get appointments. Because what you have to do, like what the, for the Meadowlands, God, I have a whole spreadsheet with tips and tricks on how to do things like this. And the Meadowlands one is so specific. It's like, open up a whole bunch of tabs. With Fuck. the website on it. Like, have your stuff, have all of your personal information in a notes or, like, in Chrome Autofill. Like, get ready. Have it all ready so you don't have to type things in. Say that you don't have insurance, even if you do, so you don't waste time putting in your insurance number. Because but the time, if you see an open slot and then you put your information in and you're like, typeity, type, type, by the time you're done, that slot's going to be gone. Right. other people right. are using the autofill. <clears throat> So if you are an older person and you don't even know what Chrome is, if you just know the internet as internet, 
which a lot of people do. Yep, I've yep, talked to yep, people yep, and I'm yep. like, oh, what browser are you using having done customer service forever? And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is the page my nephew brought up for me. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> this is for how sure. I search. Yeah. Um, I'm on Netscape. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the other thing, too. A lot of these stinking, aching websites aren't working on all of the browsers. Oh, no. Um, Like, Tom was like, are these all designed for Internet Explorer? Like, what is oh! going Because <laughs> a lot of government websites are designed for Internet Explorer. That is maddening. Somehow and unshocking, stupid. but... Oh, oh God. I know, right? Mm-hmm. If anything is on brand for, like, how bureaucracy fucking functions. Yeah. Jersey uh, City only uses Ask Jeeves. <laughs> fucking probably. Um, I know it's not. They, yeah, they've, anyway. they've still got a little um, site ticker, site tracker in the bottom, that little widget. <laughs> oh, <laughs> in, yeah. In, like, neon green. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And there's sparkles that come up when you get to the site. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, if you're in Jersey and you would like um, these resources, please feel free to hit me up on any social media, anything. Amazing. And I'm happy to send them to you. I've been posting them around, but in case you didn't see them or you can't find them, I'm happy to share. There's actually a place across the street from me that is not taking um, – they don't have any appointments open right now, but my friend got vaccinated there in January. Holy fuck. So I'm really mad that I was like, I guess they'll tell me, like, I'm a good citizen. Yeah. I'll sit back and wait because I don't want to jump the Well, uh, people who are eligible and have every right to be able to get this can't get the shot. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they can't get to a site or anything like that, which is also a thing. Um, and there's a big uh, vaccine site in Kearney, but you have to be in a car. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that rules out so many people for whom Carney would actually be a pretty good locale. Right. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Meadowlands is hard to get to if you're in Jersey City. Anyway. All very um, important. Do your research. For sure. Uh, I will say also the big overarching thing uh, is like, yes, every Probably every state, I can definitely say for Jersey, was initially like, here is our state website, and here's where you register, and get on your list, and we'll email you when it's your turn. And no. when that changed, they never let anybody know. No, no. They never let anyone know. And so no. I have. They have them at CVS. They have them at Rite Aid. They have right. them at Walmart. They have them at, at Stop and Shops. No, um, Shop wow. Rights. Yeah. they have Wegmans has them. Like, they're... They're all over the place, and every single one of them is doing it their own way. Oh, which is fuck. That's so good gross. to know, because I didn't even know. Like, you're informing me in the moment right now, because mm. I didn't fucking know that. Because if you go, so I have, even though I'm 36, I have a small, committed, wonderful group of friends. Um, uh, dear friends of, of Andrew's directly, but mine, you know, by proxy. But, um yeah. This wonderful, sweet group of friends, almost all of whom are immunocompromised, slash in really, like, public-facing professions. And they were like, we're going to help get Jen vaccinated. And they've been, like, pouring through things. And and so in my initial communications with Janine, who's been helping me so much, um, she was like, let me, let me try looking through the sites for you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I went to the site and I registered and I'm just waiting. And she's like, no, no, no. Um, so yeah, she looks at something like 5am, 6am. It's so convoluted. They're all different times. 
Uh, I was up for the Meadowlands one, and as soon as it opened up, like, I tapped on it at, like, 12.02, and, and it was like, sorry, we're experiencing a high volume of blah, blah, blah. I have an entire Google Doc that's being shared around. I'm not exactly who's in charge of it. It seems to be a crowdsourced thing, but not anybody can, like, it's not editable by everybody, right? So yeah. um, people are trying to keep it up to date, but there are, there are, I don't know, 80 different entries on there because there's stuff in every county plus there's all of the retail places so i'll send that to you oh thank you this is so wild it's really wild i mean i'm i'm quote unquote not in a rush because i've been so careful and because my bubble is so small and i have no vest and and i mean it would be really really nice to be vaccinated that would be great. <laughs> um, yeah, but the if the studies coming out are true, and the most, it sounds to me like people who are, I mean, they're still going by BMI, so whatever, but people who have a certain BMI are more likely to die of this than even elderly people, then oh, we should shit. take it seriously. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I know that earlier... I did not mean to freak you out. I'm no, just saying, no, no, like, you're, this is what's right. coming out and everybody's all like me, me, me about it. And I'm like, well, well, then are we are is health your priority or once again, are you just sidelining fat people because you don't want to look at us? And are you know, that's that the answer. Die. You know, that's the answer. Uh, Megan Tonjus. I, think I that's, saw that. Yeah. Yep, yep, that was yep. the first person who I saw looking mm-hmm. at it. Oh, my God. Stop yeah. talking about it. She is the best. Mm-hmm. I feel like I all of our fat her. friends have been have been vaccinated, and I know it's so different wherever you are. I th- I feel like people in New York are are able to get it much more quickly at this point. I have a ton of friends in the city who have. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I who do too. fucking knows? Who knows? I'm. Mm. Yeah, it shouldn't be such a mystery, but it is, and you have to be intrepid about it. And if you are having any issues, please reach out to me because I can at least point you in one or two directions. Worth a look-see, worth the attempt, maybe even worth just showing up, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, okay, so there also are people who are just, like, going to pharmacies that they know have it and then hoping to get the extras at the end of the day. Because once the bottles are open, they have to be used that day. Oh, what? Oh, you haven't heard about this? No, I haven't. What the fuck is going on in this world? There's leftover vaccines, and I think part of it is because they found a new – all of the vaccine bottles were meant to have two doses in it. I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. All the vaccine bottles were meant to have two doses at the beginning. So anything that was manufactured earlier, you would assume that there's two doses in it. However, somebody realized that a different style of needle – I don't understand this at all. But sure. a different style of needle could pull three out of the bottle instead of two doses. Okay. So if you're using this style of needle, suddenly you've got all of this extra vaccine. And once Amazing. a bottle is open, it has to be used. So right. if they're if they're about to close, um, I've heard of uh, like people who have family members who are healthcare providers or people who... Uh, and they're not, they're not trying to get anyone to jump the line, but it has to be used or it gets thrown, thrown away. So people are standing out, like, in lines outside of places hoping that they can get the end-of-the-day stuff. Um, and I know a couple people who lucked into it who didn't even stand outside. They just swung by at 5 o'clock, and they were like, you got any? And they are like, yeah, come over and get poked. Wow. Um, it, does, it does beg the question, 
how does that put you in line to get your second dose? But that is a whole other. Anytime I, it's my, anyway, whatever. It's all very confusing. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this little departure from our frolics. And, um, um, and Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson. I think Johnson and Johnson is a single dose. Yes. And that's going to be available soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's going to hopefully eliminate, presuming it's as effective as these two dose ones, uh, that's going to eliminate, I think, um, the need. Yeah, oh, I mean, so confusing. See, but really you know, important information. And nobody's yeah. fucking disseminating it. So you're welcome to hear it from us who kind Seriously. of know four things. Yeah, who kind of know four things. I mean, together, I think that we solidly always know at least four things. So. Yes, for That's sure. Good. Yes, we have a we have a pretty good lock on about four things. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't figured out sourdough yet. But no, don't I care can't. about that. <laughs> Honestly, I make, can't even. Can you make gluten-free sourdough bread? Probably. Oh, yes. Ha! Yes says yes says the girl who orders gluten free sourdough every week. Yes, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. you can definitely make gluten free sourdough. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's how most gluten free things are. I mean, yeah, some things th- some things translate pretty well and pretty seamlessly, and I don't know what the difference is, but like. God, there's something very Tempur-Pedic mattress about <laughs> sourdough bread that <laughs> just does it does it it gets lost in translation in yeah. in the loaf that I buy. Right. So, what the fuck? Loaf ever. is such a great word. I love that word. Loaf. Loaf. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a I have an important meeting today that I'm very excited about. Uh um, I, I had a great, great audition last week for a project that I would love to do. And that's honestly, um, have I really, really wanted to work in this pandemic? I mean, not really. Like I, I have not been, I haven't been particularly upset about not getting some of the jobs that I've gone out for just because mm-hmm. like, it's hard to be excited, excited. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Am I allowed to talk about that? Yes. The Food Lion one? Yes! You definitely are. They want her to fly fly across the country to do an ad for Food Lion. Oh. Which, if you don't know, is like, I don't want to call it a budget grocery store, but it's certainly not like a Wegmans. It's like the (laughs) farmer's market of Virginia. It's like a Winn-Dixie level. It's not, it's definitely below Publix. uh, Above Aldi. People love Aldi too. Publix oh. is oh, Publix stuff is delicious. Um, but it, there's nothing to there's there's nothing special about it, and the logo looks weird. It looks like a dog. My friend April calls it food dog because it looks food <laughs> dog. It looks like an Atari line. Oh yes, I bet April calls it food dog. <laughs> she does food dog. <laughs> yeah, she does. Oh my god, fuck buddies. This. This job was so ridiculous, and I want to say it. The like my my audition for it came like two weeks after Thanksgiving. So anyone with half a brain was anticipating like a giant spike in cases and um, and hospitalizations and everything. So 
generally, if I work, I work in New York or I'm flown out to L.A., this fucking job would have, A, like, they were not talking about safety protocol at all. They And, yeah. and I would, the way I would feel comfortable is, yes, we will fly you, <laughs> we'll fly you in, you know, isolated business class on a line, on, a, on an aircraft that is truly practicing safe principles as safe as it can be on a motherfucking airplane Uh and then putting you in a hotel for two weeks to fully quarantine and then test you and then like have you come work god (laughs) right but like this is what tyler perry did right and that but that's one thing if you're shooting a movie you're shooting an ad (laughs) right right and you're giving up i mean what boils down to three weeks of your life Mm -hmm. for a commercial where you might be shooting for like what 12 hours max yeah exactly exactly and um but that is the kind of safety that i feel like if you're insisting on making shit right now you have to be prepared to offer because what the fuck Mm -hmm. are you gonna do if you get an entire production crew sick like what the fuck so I had anticipated that if if I was going to take work at all at this time, that would be what it entailed. Like, quarantined in a hotel for two weeks, get tested every day, be on set, constantly be tested, be held apart from other actors, shot in ways that, like, kind of cheat the line of vision. Um, And basically, Food Line was like, no, you're going to book this job and we're going to fly you down and we'll shoot same day. We'll just read your temperature. And I was like, no. Oh Absolutely not. And they were like, come to North Carolina two weeks after Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh. no, American South. No. <laughs> Man, I have a friend who I was like, well, I haven't heard from this person in a while. And he was like, I'm in Austin, Texas. And I was like, what? What are you doing? What the what fuck is doing? happening with Texas? They just dropped their their face mask ban entirely. And he says that people in Austin are being, like, relatively um, smart about things. But like, that only goes so far. I don't know. But when he said that, I was like, nah, I just want barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> virusy, virusy and barbecue. <laughs> there's a wonderful barbecue spot in, uh, in Kearney. Oh. So if I get vaccinated... <laughs> Carney, I'm definitely going to swing by that barbecue spot. Chomp. <laughs> Chomp. I oh. was in, uh, I was in a wonder, I, I was picking up food the other day from a restaurant that I really enjoy. And I, I have not been in, physically in a restaurant at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe at all. I, I, I've either had it delivered or, like, Andrew has jumped out of the car to go get it. But I went inside to this restaurant to do a pickup, and it was brunch time. Uh-huh. Capacity was totally full. It did not look like any booths or tables had been removed. Every table packed to the gills with people, four and six parties full. Everybody Ugh. talking, everybody eating. There was like one plexiglass screen somewhere, but it was kind of hard to tell because, and all I kept thinking about was like the little tents at the ramen place that you went to and just like any attempt at that. But I saw the waitress buzzing around like a fucking pollinator. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like a without pollinator. A, exactly. Without a mask. 
The waitress didn't have a mask on? The waitress didn't have a mask on. Oh, no. The hostess Uh -uh. did. And she seemed completely unbothered. This, like, young... Yeah, she was young. She was younger than me, for sure. This young lady who had a mask on and who was surrounded by plexiglass. But she was just like, do you want to... Are you waiting for a table? And I was like, fuck, no, I'm not. No. (laughs) No. No, give me the fuck out of here. Like, Give him a pancake, bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, That's, I, oh. I really didn't think, and we've talked about this before, but I really just, I didn't, I didn't realize that mm, people's will for survival was so low. <laughs> right. <laughs> again, again, people, uh, people just think that they're better. People think that they're stronger and better and then it can't possibly happen to them. It's so And it's random. crazy. Um, what I was, I had a similar experience down in Hoboken, which is not surprising. Oh, um, but uh, we went, we ordered bagels, bagel sandwiches and some extra bagels, um, mm. you know, for a bagel emergency. No, and, I have constant <laughs> bagel emergencies. <laughs> and Don, um, you know, you can't just like park your car in Hoboken and bop out and get so he's like yeah. double parked and I jump out. And first of all, there's, like, people standing right in the friggin' doorway as I walk in, waiting for their orders. No. You have to walk past – there's, like, pick up on the left, and you walk all the way in the pa- back to place your order. Um, and I could see that there were a bunch of bags over here. There's this fucking schmo over here on my left. He's got his mask on, but he's, like, yelling into his phone. He could be outside. It wasn't that cold. It wasn't cold. It was, like, 40 degrees. It's fine. Stand outside. Um, and then – so he's over here yelling. Other people are, like – being fucking yoga stroller moms over here who are like, is this, does this have peanuts in it? No, blah, blah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and uh, as I'm, le- I was like, I somebody walked up to get rung up and I was like, hey, I'm picking up. Uh, I'm picking up. Here's the name. Here's the name. I'm going to get right out of your hair. That's what I, I always make it like I'm doing you a favor by getting out. For sure. Out. Yes. And the lady was super nice and she gave me my stuff. And as I'm walking out, a gentleman held the door for me. Mm-hmm. However, he did not hold the door from outside with the handle in his hand. He put his back against the door. <gasps> and and I said, hi. And he was like motioning for me to walk right by. And I said, oh, no, I'm not scooting by you. No. Girl, there, it was a normal sized door, but he was a big dude and I am a big lady. Right. If I had actually done that. I would have brushed my chest against him. Yes, yes. Fucking what? And that is something I hate in a normal world. For sure. And this is I and and he was like, "What? What?" And I was like, "I'm not scooting by you." Oh, good for you, honey. And and I had a free hand anyway. Like I don't ever. No one's ever around to be a gentleman and open a door when I need a door open. <laughs> of course, but, of course. But <laughs> in cases like this, where they're all primed to get pissed off, the other thing that I see all the time, and I wanted, I was a, not a teaching moment, but <sighs> when things like that happen, and then other people rail on me like, "Oh, people are just trying to be polite." Men do not hold the door like that for other men. Mm-hmm. Men hold the door like that for women. See, also, the men who hold the door open with their hands so that I have to walk under their arm. Ew. When <laughs> I have stopped in those moments and said, what is this? Yeah. Uh, I usually then say, like, you don't do that for another guy, do you? Like, uh, you don't. That's not being nice to me. Oh, my brain doesn't even get that far. If someone does that, I'm like, no, thank you. 
I have I'm done good. that. <laughs> I'm no, no, right this way. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I got this. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, here's what I do sometimes. I go, no, no, no I'm good at doors. I'm, I'm real good. God, I'm, I'm super good. I like to show off. It's super good. Look at me. <laughs> With my biceps swinging this shit open. Not to brag, but Sauntering I got two hands right and I know how to use threshold them. Like a goddamn boss. <laughs> I am not a vampire. I got this. I'm not a Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna marry oh. me someday. <laughs> Carry my own ass across that threshold. I'm gonna wipe that door <gasps> swinging. Oh my god, did you see did you see Lizzo's thing from I think it was yesterday? I didn't watch it. But oh, oh my, my god, god, is it so good? Oh my god. She's she's like reading somebody's thing about her being obese and mm-hmm. she's like fake crying. It's like, how do you go through the day? How do you live with yourself or go through your day being obese? And she's like, I wake up in my obese king size bed and I go and I look through all the beautiful things in my obese closet. And then I check my obese bank account to see if I made another million dollars in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, fuck, I love her. Oh, my God. Big Taurus energy, by the way. Oh, oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, oh it's no. so funny. Oh, I, I got to get on TikTok. Oh, I love her. I love her. And and I'm gl- I'm glad that that's where she's at especially after she was clearly going through it uh of late with like Yeah, I mean everybody is uh, We get it. Yeah. We I get it. it. For sure. A million percent. Um uh uh one last thing about that fucking restaurant. So I Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, no. No, we we're good. Um, uh, I just wanted to tell you because so I so I like put in the order and I like rapid fire. I was like, okay, I want this. I want this. Here's my card. Here's your tip. Thanks. Thanks. Come back. <laughs> and I like waited outside and there were like so many people outside. Mm. And on one hand, I was like, yes, it's a beautiful day, but also what the fuck, guys? Like it's all still happening. Yeah. And came back in and. I like peeked my head in and the hostess is like, it's right there. And I was like, great. Grab, grab the bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I like threw it under my arm, was charging out the door. And then another waitress, just a teenager in a mask was like, do you want any blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I do. Can I just have, and she hands me them and she's like, do you need anything else? And I put my hand on her shoulder and I was like, please be safe. I am Aww. so freaked out right now. Please, please be safe. Aww. And she looked at me like I was a crazy old woman. And I dashed out the door. And, like, <laughs> and this poor, like, probably six, 16, 17-year-old girl who's just like, I'm working. And I was like, please don't die. I know. I know. Uh, um, I was in uh, I was in New York City this a couple days ago. And um, I got to tell you, like, it it is so it is so weird. Like speaking up, like when you're like, I'm so freaked out because there's so many people being in Manhattan where nobody is right now is really creepy. Mm-hmm. It's really creepy. Soho looks like a bomb has gone off. Um, wow. There's maybe like two stores left on every every street. Oh, my God. There's parts of like Bleecker and Sullivan that are still kind of hopping. Um, like the Fluvog store is still there. There's still like the cookie places and stuff, but 
galleries have shut um, the new Tiffany store that moved down there. Like, and then Manhattan Mall has like two stores left in it. To be fair, that was coming no matter what. But well, sure, that's fair. <laughs> um, but like, oh man, the Earrings Plaza, which was the cheap cheap rhinestone earrings place that I loved, all of those jewelry places are gone, like gone on, like boarded up. I don't remember where this was going. Um, yeah. Oh, I do remember. Because yeah. guess who's still there? Who's it? Bags, 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 <laughs> bags, 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 bags. Everybody take a look. <laughs> he had a different he had a different chant this time and I tried to get it on video but I didn't get it. <laughs> oh my god. It was like my it was heart. like it was like bags over here, bags over there, bags over here. <laughs> Can you imagine if he recognized you? <laughs> oh my god. I I mean I don't I uh I don't think I ever looked that man in the eye because he was part of my anger mounting as I was walking back to the pathway. <laughs> it was one more thing that was just coming at my head. I don't miss anger mounting. I don't Mm-mm. miss it at all. Like Mm-mm. just remembering that that was part of my daily life as I tried to navigate being around people. Fuck. Right. Oh, I remember why I said this, but I was in a Korean beauty place because I just was like, let me just get these couple little face masks and run away um and they were doing this great thing where they were um locking the doors when they saw too many people inside which i haven't seen stores doing they were like we're at capacity these doors are locked and so i ring up and i go to leave and i don't understand what's happening because this woman's like let me let you out and i didn't see what was going on so i turn around and she's like kind of pushing by me Mm -hmm. so that's disturbing so i take a step back on to another customer. There's like a crowd of six people directly behind me. No. And I and I turned and I was like, hi, what are you doing? Oh, God. And they looked at me like I was the asshole. I'm going to start barking at people. I think that's I give appropriate. Shit. I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. I'm ready. The first the time I... Like, <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever went to a place in this whole fucking time... Mm-hmm. Was in October, and I went to Home Goods. Be- a because it was October. B because I was redoing my office, and I tried to go in the middle of the day. I sort of like I went for reconnaissance, um, <laughs> just to know where what I wanted was going to be, so that I could sure because the Home Goods out. line is a commitment. Yeah, and like in the middle of a work day, it wasn't. But when I was in the line to check out, there was there was. There were two women behind me, and they just kept encroaching on me. And I kept spinning around and staring daggers at them. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. There are stickers on the floor. You do not need to be closer to me. Like, I'm going to freak the fuck out. You know, barking I want a shirt like- that says, I want a shirt that says, I probably have it. <laughs> yes. Just, I probably have it. I probably have it. <sighs> well, Okay. Okay, so that's... All of this uh, nonsense. <laughs> hey, but you know what? It's literally right in time for... On the day that this airs, Lillian, it's going to be a year since we were at the Dusty uh-huh. Um, Wow. I um, realized that this past... A year ago this past weekend, <clears throat> Don and I were at Sojo. We were at the spa. Oh, a year yeah. ago last weekend. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, so, yep. like, people had just started to hear about And now I think about that. I'm like, oh, God. How how did I not get it until a week later? I was marinating with those people. Yeah. 
Right, right. Yeah, and you and I were together that Monday or Tuesday, whatever day of the week it was, before the following Monday. So right. I really do think uh, on March 11th was the day. Um, so the, it, it is Yay. an appropriate conversation for this exact moment in yes. time. Everybody... Yep. Um, a lot of advocacy is required, apparently, in this moment. A lot of cha- <clears throat> chaotic advocacy is required to try and suss out what your vaccination plan can be. So if you feel confused and you feel like you're missing information, you are, you're not crazy. <laughs> right. It's very gaslighty for the government to be like, no, we've made it so simple. No, you fucking haven't <laughs> mm-hmm. at all. Right. And all of a sudden, it became very privatized very quickly, and nobody let anybody fucking know. So a lot of podcasts are talking about this and, like, where things were at a year ago and how the process has been. So something that I was actually thinking – that I was thinking about in the car while listening to Karen and Georgia talk about one year of quarantine was, like, what is the – what has – kept you sane what's the what's the worst thing been about this year what's the best uh, aside from millions aside from half a million deaths what's the worst thing been about going through this and what's the best unexpected thing been about going through this and like what have you learned about yourself because I don't know since we were gonna because since we were going to do this sort of, like, episode on the, the fluctuating sense of gender identity, which is amazing, um, I don't know. I feel like a lot, of, a lot of time and space in this past year makes room for all, needless to say, all kinds of discoveries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How you, what, where should we go? What you, what you thinking? Um, I recently had... A very hopeful feeling. Um, I saw my friends do a dance performance where they were dancing in a storefront and everybody watched from outside. I think I may have mentioned um, if I hadn't, they're called The Love Show um, and they stream it live. So look up The Love Show or The Love Show Dancers. I think um, they've been doing all kinds of great stuff and um, having seen that and then having just been walking around Soho and having seen Midtown as desolate as it is, I suddenly became infused with a hopefulness that that is probably misplaced. However, um, I was like, what if for a second, what if everything goes back to the artists? Oh, what if what if the stores don't want what if the retail chains don't want the storefronts anymore? Those storefronts still need to be used for something. Is it all just going to be churches and theaters? Because that's usually what storefronts turn into when they're not stores anymore. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not necessarily going to happen. But what if all of those lofts in Soho that I thought I was going to live in because I watched Ghost and Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if those are finally, like, options again? Whereas, like, places like Connecticut are going to get overcrowded because everybody's fleeing. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> right right um yeah. i don't know i it i may be wrong but i for a second i was like oh my my biggest worry about not being able to get hopeful for art is that artists are so 
about community and coming together and hugging each other and making things where you can feel each other's energy and singing in each other's faces. And all of that is so far removed from reality right now. But I think that there might be an interesting renaissance within the next two years. So that was my little happy. I love Um, that. My day to day has honestly, I've been enjoying that hand lettering calligraphy stuff that I've been doing. And, um, um, and now I'm watching catfish. (laughs) That's what my escapism is, is looking like right now. I love you. (laughs) I don't catfish is it's, it is as interesting and appalling as, is that, um, uh, is that like one of those fucking Chris Hansen, Hansen shows? Oh, Catfish. Um, it's by this guy. His guy's name is Neve. And um, the movie is about him getting, uh, falling in love with somebody online and finding out that it's not who he thought it was. Right. Oh, so, but it's just a singular movie. It's not a, it's not a reality. The movie. Yeah. Well, now it's a reality show. So he oh, helps okay. people call in and they're like, I've been talking to this person, but we've never seen each other. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's like, you've been talking on the, on the phone for eight years and you've never had a video call. Oh well, my God. always comes up. Like every so often it, it is that extreme. And you're like, <laughs> oh, honey bear. And, and part of the reason I think why I'm enjoying it is because at the end, like, a couple of things can happen, right? When they finally see – they almost always get to meet the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow. then they can either move on with their life or in a, a number of cases, in a number oh. of cases, they're like, it's okay. Ah! I still want to be around you. I still at least want to see where this can go. <laughs> If it, if it was really just like an uh, an identity where somebody was like, I didn't want to show you who I really looked like because I was afraid of rejection, every so often the other person's like, well, I wish you hadn't done that, but I'm st- I am still want to get to know but you. But I've been on the talk. phone with you for eight years and clearly right. know you in a way that has nothing to do with your ASL, essentially. Mm-hmm. Fucking what? Yeah, and in one of them, in one of them... Um, this woman thought she was talking to a man, and it turned out to be uh, a girl. And initially, she was kind of nasty about it and was like, um, I think she was like, what are you, a lesbian or something? And it was in the South. And the way she said it definitely sounded derogatory. And the girl was like, no, I'm not. I'm later on. She was like, oh, I'm bi. When they had a chance to talk. Mm-hmm. They came out and the girl, the girl who was originally like, what are you, a lesbian or something? She was like, I love this person. <laughs> yeah. She was like, this is throwing me for a loop. But like, I, That's you've supported me. That's the opposite me. of Twelfth Night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously that's not always. And I, I am always, I get cringy when I'm, when there might be some kind of like either fat yeah. phobia or, or like gay homophobia bashing bullshit yeah right right right. but he definitely wrangles people i think in a way that he wants everyone to feel as respected as possible oh my god yeah uh that's not entirely true sometimes he shames the shit out of people but i think they deserve it (laughs) right read the room read the circumstances oh my god i fucking love that 
I want to go back to what you were talking about with art and artists before, because I think that's a really powerful thought. I'm taking a couple of classes right now, and in one uh, in one of them, um, I one of my classmates is this woman who is in like the administrative end of a theater where it was. Um, not locally in Virginia. So I don't know if that's like the DC theater scene or if that's like a regional theater in Virginia. But much like us, just not an actor and has never been an actor. She's just a theater person through and through and through. Is very good at her job. Loved her fucking job. Obviously, spoiler alert, every single theater has shuttered um, everywhere. Um, And so she has been unemployed by her full-time theater whatevering job and where she is in Virginia she just feels so completely unseen and unacknowledged because I don't know let's say if it is the DC area like all of her friends work in government or but but nobody works in theater and so nobody Mm -hmm. seems to understand the profession found grief and there is even a difference between like me and other actors because I haven't done a play in a really long time like theater has not been particularly generous with me and I love it I will never not love it but because that's not immersed in it right yeah and so like a lot of my Broadway and off-Broadway friends are just the level and even my agents my agents are mostly Broadway agents and (coughs) are absolutely beside themselves with grief over... And, like, I get it, but I don't feel it that profoundly. More more so, I'm like, yes, this is really sad. And also, half a million people are dead, so we have to be responsible. But, 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 right. all of that said, I also very, like, deep, deep, deep in my heart, I completely agree with you and, like, when has art ever been more important? Like the fact that you stood outside of a store window and watched <laughs> this dance performance of Romeo and Juliet and just like were moved to weeping. And mm. I don't know, I would I would venture a guess that that was the case for a lot of people outside yeah. of that venue. I mean, we need art. Man, I would love to see. I, I love seeing people acting every week in my Zoom class, but I, yeah, if I were watching a scene 20 feet in front of me by a couple of really good invested actors and like, yeah, I'd be fucking weeping. I want that. I want that. I want to be on that stage. I want to be in that audience. Mm-hmm. And I, mm, what I hope can be the reality uh-huh. is that is that we'll find a way to almost make whatever we're doing like a like a residency like right these actors are together in a bubble all the time and whatever you figure out for the actual venue whether it's like everybody's in their own fucking pod in a theater or 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 whether everything is open air and like and and theater only really happens from like April through November. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Um but like if you can if you can protect your actors and crew and have them all technically pod together and yeah. What what oh oh I like this. I don't face. know if I have ever told you about this. Um when I was when I was apartment hunting um, I've, I think it was 
uh, it was when I was looking for my own place, not not for for an apartment. I was looking for a room. I was looking for roommates that already had a place, mm-hmm. and I was trying to slide in because I couldn't mm-hmm. afford my own place. Um, so it was after a big leak in Harlem. All my stuff got wrecked, yes. and I was I was on Craigslist, and the I wish that I had written a book and taken pictures, uh, but of the crazy crazy apartment situations that I saw, but this one took the cake. It was on 42nd Street, but it was closer to the east side. Um, it was uh, uh, up, I'm going to say five flights of stairs. You had to pass a dry cleaner and a nail salon on the way up. <laughs> um, and uh, they were actually like, there was like um, po- like poetry written on the, on the stairs as you went up. It was like, keep going. So after... I finally hauled myself to the top of that. The apartment was a theater. It was a big loft space that these guys had turned into a theater. Now, you walked in and there was a stage and there were um, like curtained off. There was not a lot of privacy. There was like people had made rooms with like either um, press board or curtains. And I want to say there were like six people who were living there. And if you lived there, then you got the right to produce shit in the space. However, the room that I was looking at literally was the sound booth. The room that I would be paying to live in was a triangle-shaped sound booth that was so small, the guy who had made it work for himself had made himself a triangle-shaped pallet to sleep on. Like, he made a futon in the shape of a a triangle. Oh, my God. So, like, if you were the kind of person who lived like a ninja and all you wanted to be was in New York and creating theater, and you didn't, I don't know, want to have sex privately with someone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. And and you didn't mind other people sitting in your bedroom using the sound booth and being up until 2 o'clock in the morning because people are in your space all the time. But those people were happy. Those people were happy about that. And for a very split second, I was like, oh, my God, what a great fucking story this would be. I've never wished for a sliding doors moment more for you in my life. And it was only, I'm going to say, like, $350. Of course it was. So, so cheap. Oh, my God. Um, Yes. And there was roof access. Like, it was insane. It would have been rent. Legit. It really, it really would have. I, I think, oh and God. I tried to look it up. It was when they advertised the venue. It was called Some Guy's Apartment. Like you, they would advertise the shows in the Village Voice and stuff, and it was at Some Guy's Apartment. Anyway, <gasps> wow, that's all. That is so great. I wonder if you could find that on Google. Like if somebody's blog. Oh man, I know. I tried. Oh, I, maybe there's a, like it's deep in a Reddit about early two thousands New York somewhere. Yeah. But. Holy shit, that's incredible. Anyway, oh, I offer God, that up. I, I offer that up as an idea for anyone who wants to try to make that work. Communal living. Right? I mean, and that, well, I and mean, think about all of the theaters that are out there that are empty right now that could be housing people. Just saying. Just fucking saying. The way that we failed humanity. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 also... To, to go right back to the root of the word, commune. How we feeling about culty communes right now? In fact, this is a really bad example because what this ended up being was a cult, which I kind of called several years ago, but then I found it on the internet and I was like, ah, 
wish I weren't right about this. So <laughs> way back when, way back when, when I was uh, when when I was coaching actors in like 2016, um, I had a, a lovely client who was looking into artist communes and who was like, I don't know, all I really want to do is live in a in a in a community of artists who just make shit together and it's very of the earth and I was like maybe you want to look into a super hippy dippy artist commune and she was like yes so she did a ton of research and she found this place in Georgia called Serenbe um s-e-r-e-n-b-e okay and Serenbe was basically I mean it was a culty commune so you come and I guess you don't pay but like you fucking farm and right. shit right sweat equity you, yeah yeah, yes. And you you do your part and you get to live there and you all get to make art together. And I want to say the art is also open to the public, right? Mm, so mm-hmm. it's not just art for art's sake. Like you do have an audience and then now the community has another place that they can support, blah, blah, blah. And all the sure. money goes to, you know, to resources for these people to live. Right. So it, it sounded really lovely. And my murderino... Uh, <laughs> luminol <laughs> levels went way up when I was like, mm. I mean, very good homework, girl. This sounds like a movie that I should be writing, but okay. Oh, and let's write a of, movie about a commune. Yes. And I've thought of it. I've thought of it on and off through the years and like, man, that would be so nice. And it turned out that the guy who founded it was, of course, a, an abusive piece of shit and very cult leadery. And I don't remember all the details now. I saw a giant Twitter thread and then a whole like takedown in the cut or something. But wow. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, mm, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And yeah, we and we can't have nice things. But yep, we can't. I'm going to write one- that down. Yes, S-E-R-E-N-B-E, Serenbe. Sounds so nice. So nice. Um, Just in theory. (laughs) Yeah, communism always looks good on paper. Always. I I was really, really, really bad at my political ideologies class in, um, in high school. I was so bad because I'm such an idealist. And I was like, well, why not this? And my teacher, who was also my forensics coach, was like, no, because when it goes bad, it looks like this. And I was like, fuck, what about this other thing? And she was like, that's totalitarianism. And I was like, no, but, but nice to people and she's like okay that's communism I'm like fuck <laughs> I'm, I'm really nice to people. oh man I was really bad and I would get so mad when it was clear how broken it was and how hurt people know, could be by it I know I know I know that class drove me fucking mental <laughs> completely mental and I was like why can't we figure it out and she's like yes welcome to the world we can't figure it out and people right. do suffer everyone I was like this is bullshit and she's like I know honey <laughs> Ew. did you hear that Switzerland just did a burka ban oh no I didn't uh, so I I was confused as to what I was reading because uh, you know so I was looking at the news and it was on the um the ticker uh, the Chiron going by. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, all I saw was uh, so-and-so bans full face coverings. And I was like, wait, I know that Texas lifted the mandate on um, Corona masks, but like, what is the bans? Bans face coverings? No, no. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. banning full face coverings, which is specific. I mean, obviously it's specifically. Two burkas. Um, yeah. And uh, whatever the, there's another word for the full face covering. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I, doing that does not 
help subjugate subjugated women. That means that those women now can't go out in public. Right. That's not you're not freeing them. You're not making things better for them. Now they're totally fucked. It's just like there was a um, there was a place in Brooklyn. There was a Y in Brooklyn or a public pool that had that had certain hours where it was just men or just women. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because there's a, a large Orthodox community out there right. and that was when the women could go fucking swimming mm-hmm, and taking mm-hmm. that away because men were like, Oh, I feel like I'm being, yeah, I'm being discriminated against. No, you just are mad that those people live differently than you. And now those women can't go swimming. Oh, I hate not it. To say, not to say that any of the way that those religions treat women is good. That's not what I'm saying, but like, right, right. The exactly. fuck, this is not helping. Right. It's not doing what you think it's doing. Or maybe it is, and what you think is it's doing, you're just a, an ill-meaning piece of shit. Yeah. Um, maybe hence, you just don't want to see it. Yeah. Maybe you just don't want to see it, which is why I, I would be a terrible debater. Terrible debater. And my coach was even like, I'm so glad you never got in debate. I'm like, I know. I'm very oh emotional God. about this, and I'm very black and white about it, and I'm super mad that I can't see the nuance. Um, I would like to pitch us having an argument. I would like I would like for us to do a whole podcast where we find something to fight about. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> Like, like, like an like a structured debate, right? Like something that we would ideally. I mean, I would have to remind myself how, what what that actually means. But like, yes. I don't know. I just miss yes. having arguments about dumb shit. Oh man, I and I don't. That's why I've been on Twitter more. Twitter is the perfect, perfect outlet for that for sure. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, and this is probably the last thing that I have to say about like quarantine and things I've been doing in quarantine. Um, uh, WandaVision. I've been really loving WandaVision. I'm not a huge superhero person in general. I have very little patience for things that have little sense of humor. And I find, and now I understand the difference between DC and Marvel. And I'm not a huge fan of DC things, although the early Superman, blah, blah, blah. I will never be a super fan about this shit. However, I think WandaVision is very clever. I've heard uh, that several times. Very, very funny. And also very sexy. And like, I just like it a lot. It's neat. Um, so wanting to know more about those characters, we went back and watched a bunch of the Avengers movies and finally got to Endgame, which has Fat Thor in it. And I would like to go ahead and say it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. Avengers Endgame? Uh, Fat Thor. Do you remember this? No. Oh, shit. Okay. What's this? So... In the movie before Avengers Endgame, uh-huh. a very hugely bad thing happens, and many, many people die. And when I mean many people, I mean, like, uh, so many people in the universe that you can't wrap your brain around it. And um, I'm sure that people, if you had any interest in seeing this movie, you would know this. Like, you favorite characters are gone. Like, it is a devastating loss for the Avengers. And in the next movie... Um, they're all kind of coming back from it and blaming themselves. And like one of them has gone off and become an assassin for hire. And like Thor is off in like Iceland or something, making a new Asgard, but he's just drinking all the time. So they're trying to get the old gang back together again. And, um, and Thor is wearing as usual, like a, a not great prosthetic, but Thor has gained not a giant amount of weight, 
but he is he's chubby. He looks in one of the um, scenes they call him they they say move at Lebowski, and he does. He looks like the Big Lebowski. Um, and the way that people had made it out. Now I don't think it is ever okay to wear someone else's body as a costume, and I've said that a million times. And it was a very specific choice that was played for laughs. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. They wouldn't have gone out and made this flesh-looking prosthetic if they didn't want people to be like, ew, gross. Yeah, yeah. However, uh, as a friend had pointed this out to me and I had missed it at the time, Thor comes back to himself without losing the weight. Like, he eventually figures out how to sober up and kick ass Without there being some Rocky style, let's get in shape montage. Mm. He's just fat for the rest of the movie. Oh, okay. And still hot. But like, um, he's, he's set. The fatness does not get in his way. The fatness is uh, a manifestation of the incredible deep depression and alcoholism that he has been going through. Mm -hmm. And now I kind of wish that I hadn't been such an asshole about it when (laughs) it's still... It's still a conversation worth having, and it was still a fight that needed to be discussed. Sure. Um, but I better understand what how people were defending it. I see. When it seemed all I all I saw was him in the fat suit, and it makes me yeah. spit fire when I yeah. see that. Yeah, of course, of course. Ooh, uh, speaking of fat suits, um, I was talking to my friend Seely for Still Got It podcast, and she was like, "How would you feel about doing Shallow Hal with me?" And I was like, "Fuck oh. yes, I would. I sure oh the fuck God. would." So that's gonna be coming can you guys at you. Please live stream that so that I can. <laughs> I, I want to watch that. Shit. Record that fucking Zoom. <laughs> wow. Yes. God, exactly. Shallow Hal. Anyway, should we should we wrap this mini? Yes. Should I talk about quarantine at all? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had mentioned some of the artsy stuff, but you didn't go into your personal things. I mean, I would say quarantine for me has, of course, been, like, my sanity has been uh, getting to talk to you virtually, literally every day. I think we've maybe not talked, like, one day, all quarantine. Um, It's been constantly texting with Gabby. Uh, my sanity has come in, like, just, I have no routine, but I also have some routines. Like, I've eaten the same thing for breakfast almost all year, but I find that very (laughs) comforting. Same, yes. Very comforting. Like, I eat two eggs exactly the same way, exactly like this, and that is where I get comfort, even though every day... I would, it's not that it looks the same, because it technically doesn't. But there's definitely no de rigueur for me. Sure. And uh, a lot, like, uncomfortable, but also a lot of peace in having the time and space to get... Uh, to, to get deeper into my authentic being and figure out my queerness and... Um, to just, like, have time to sit with myself. And that hasn't... uh, That's definitely been a fucking process. Mm -hmm. But I'm grateful to have it. I'm super grateful to have it. And I'm also, like, really grateful to not have to negotiate all the stuff I usually have to negotiate, especially during wintertime. Like, that giant storm that we had, Mm -hmm. that would almost 
unquestioningly have taken place during pilot season on a day when Ugh. I had to be in Manhattan and do uh-huh. like two back-to-back series regulars auditions where I had to show up looking like I'm in L.A., looking right. like I have not slogged through snow and slush and and like fucking sheets of ice in order to mm. get there and mm-hmm. change in this ABC bathroom. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, I mean, it's so unfair. And casting knows it. Casting, casting is so gen- gentle and kind about it. And like, but honestly, the shit that New Yorkers have to deal with on that end when when everything is just going to LA anyway and so like we have to send tapes here that look like we live in 70 degrees and we never have to worry about literally anything even though anyone in New York is A, in four different layers of coat has hat hair has giant fucking Sorel boots on um, oh yeah I mean probably pit stains from being in and out of the heat and the cold yup, has two changes of clothes and high heels in whatever their bag is Oh, yeah, and probably a rolling bag that you're now dragging through the snow. And a rolling bag, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't miss that at all. Like, that's so nice. And to be able... <laughs> to be able to... I can't imagine why. Oh, man. To be able to... <sighs> to be able to enjoy the snow when it came down and not yeah. sweat, like... And not sweat what, what that means and, like... Yeah, all of that has been really nice. And I will, like, I definitely, I miss friends, but I will say I don't miss people at large. And every time I think I do. For sure. Every time I think I miss people, and I'm like, oh, people. Then I watch people do some dumb shit, and I'm like, no, stop. I'm, I'm trying to like you more. I know. <laughs> Can't you see me trying? Can't you feel me attempting to oh. just, like, love on humanity the way I really, truly want to do? Right. But I'm, I mean, I, I, and I now can't wait until it's warmer and, like, I could go see you on the deck. We'll yes. maybe be vaccinated by that point in time anyway. Yeah. Summer can't, feels hopeful. Summer feels hopeful. Yeah. Like, all of that is really nice. And so those have been the blessings of this year. And, and just in this just in 2021 alone, like, coming back to my writing has been so good. My heart has been so happy and so full. And, like, yeah, I would love a vaccine and I would love for things to stop uh, being so dire for so many. But I also feel like this time and space has been clarifying and important. My buoys this year have been you have been this show that somehow we've made almost exclusively away mm-hmm. from each other. I know. Bananagrams. Yep. Um, and uh, moments of, like, quality human connection have been so lovely. I haven't been overwhelmed with obligatory Zooms. I, I, I Zoom, and, and it feels... And it feels real. It feels like I am mm-hmm. sitting with you. And that's very good. Yeah. That's very good. I mean, and that, I attribute that to not having a normal person job and not having to just kind of like fucking phone it in the way that we all would in person anyway oh with obligatory God. shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that Zooms for me cap out at like <clears> – <throat> I can do like six people in a conversation. I can do up to 15 if we're playing a game. Mm-hmm. But – uh, we had a condo board meeting 
that went off the rails so fast. And I was like, I, it was two people arguing about something. And I was like, I have the answer. I literally said it. I kept saying it. And they wouldn't stop talking. And I put it in the chat. And I raised my hand. And finally, I was like, what is wrong with you guys? Why won't you stop talking? Wow. And these are people who oh I have God. to coexist with, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not rude to the people in my building. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. was, I was like, you are being so fucking disrespectful right now. I don't God. even know. And also you just wasted 10 minutes of my whole goddamn day. Of course. I can tell you the answer. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> But but thankfully I don't have to deal oh, yeah. with things like that on a regular basis at all. Yay. Good. Uh, and I'm sorry that I cut you off earlier. Apparently oh, I you? was in my old little world. I was I like, mean, we're done with the podcast, and you didn't. Whatever. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I had I had been contributing quite a lot to, especially. I don't know how art continues. I just know that it does. I, and I, I I don't know how theater continues, but I know that it does, and I know we need to think outside of the box, and I know it needs to go back to the people. Like, the thing that won't work is theaters giving all of their money to the theater itself as opposed to the artists. Mm-hmm. The thing that won't work is only opening, is only driving your your business by appealing to your fucking... Um, season uh-huh. patrons uh-huh. because the season patrons are the old white folks who don't really care if theater is equitable if representation there is equitable they they want to see the same old shit again and again and they want to be able to pat themselves on the back for being a patron of the arts i i think yeah i think it comes to a place where most of that money goes back to the artists for sure and where I mean, I am an architecture, like, I have a constant hard-on for architecture, but we have to do something that's not in these giant old theaters. We have to, we have, we have to reimagine. Mm-hmm. It has to be, like, a stadium. We have to go back to fucking Grecian and Roman theater. <laughs> I mean, think about the globe. The globe is open air. Why the fuck not us? Wow, that is kind of brilliant. And the globe happened after the plague. <gasps> Maybe they knew what they were fucking doing. That's really funny. That's a new thought. Huh. As a new thought for me anyway. I'm sure I'm not I the like first it. person to think it, but I like yeah. it. Yeah, I wish burlesque translated to outdoor performance a little bit better. It does not very well except for under special circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe it's time I try something else. Not yeah. that I'm walking away from burlesque, but or, or I mean, your your thought, your idea of these shops, like all I can think of is, um, have you seen The Cell, that movie with J Lo and Vin? Where is this going? Yes, I have. Uh, yes, I okay. have. Okay, so in, um, okay, different <laughs> different color altogether. So don't read read the message, not the tone, or okay, read the okay. tone, not the, yeah, the message, not the tone, sure. because the tone is fucked. So uh-huh. in in the cell, fuck buddies, it's so good. Uh, there's a piece of technology that allows you to to go into someone else's brain. And so uh, Vincent D'Onofrio plays this really fucked up serial killer. And J-Lo is like a psychotherapist who, who practices this exact technological um, mind occupation, basically. And they don't know what's happened to one of the victims. Uh, but they think that she's alive and they think that it's on a time crunch. And Vincent D'Onofrio is uh, in like a coma. So they they're trying to oh, get the that's information. Right. That's that's right. 
That's why right. he wasn't an immediate threat. Right, yes. Right. So J-Lo goes into his head and, of course, uh, and is, like, in his mindscape. And that is where the danger is because she's now in a total psychopath's brain. But what you all of all of the visuals that you get there um, – in the way that he is super fucked up, he has like a he has like a zoo of women, yeah. and the visuals are very arresting and disturbing. And I love them because I love horror movies. But basically, she goes through these like glass cage boxes of you know of his like fucked up fantasy women. And what I what I see in the message, not the tone, is that for like burlesque. I mean, my God, what if I. I know exactly like, what you're trying to say. What if it was everybody's like Macy's their, shop windows? Yeah, everybody's in their own little lucite box. And like, what if the patrons, very, uh, very sleep no more esque, almost have like earbuds and can and can play the exact like, or or like it's a radio station and you and you tune in, which might even be better, right? Because that's live and you don't have to worry about people syncing up or whatever. And then you, oh shit! And then you don't have to put speakers outside, even. Yeah, it could be everybody's girl. And, yeah, that's and every, amazing. And do you remember, um, oh, what was it called? A the, like theater for one. It was this thing they were doing in Times Square for a little while, and it was basically like a photo box. And the line to get in was really long. I went sure. once. And and you when you went in, it was this individual performance just for you. And you sat down in this chair and the curtain opened uh. in this tiny little like closet-sized space. And behind the curtain, it was always a different performer doing a different performance. So they would switch out. And I forget even what I watched. I want to say maybe a magician? I don't know. Mm. It was this intimate glorious experience and if you did something like that behind plexiglass the possibilities are there they're there but we can't think of it in the same stupid paradigm of like shove this glorious old theater which is not accessibility friendly by the way oh no a so all that needs to change yeah Yeah, do something different with your theaters you have the money you have the money. Bitch, we know you have the money. Because right. you've been collecting it for years and years as you've completely outpriced most of society for theater. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we, we just, we have to think bigger. We have to think more access, both culturally and when it comes to bodies themselves. We have to, uh, we have to think about isolated, curated individual experiences like shop windows where you watch... And maybe, and maybe what you're watching is like, obviously for your for the cast of the Romeo and Juliet dance performance that you watched, it was actors who were masked together. So presuming you know they're not like partners or whatever. But what if it was what if it was people who are who do pod together? And what if they right. could do a scene where they don't have to be masked and they are in a safe enough environment? that's well ventilated and they and they do just have this little shop window as their space like what the fuck are we doing we have the money to allocate to this we we right. just do not governmentally mm-hmm. but privately you fucking bet we do yeah yep yeah. um uh two two things i think i mentioned but was one of don's um friends uh, groups of friends who are a barbershop quartet they all moved in together shortly after quarantine <gasps> began 
So they've been singing this whole time, and I'm very, very jealous. Um, so jealous. So that's adorable. So And the jealous. second thing I wanted to tell you, I saw, gosh, probably like five years ago, um, and I went with my friend Fruit on the Bottom, and I know she remembers the name of this project. But it was a performance art project that I think had clowning at its root, but that wasn't necessarily what it was all about. It was, it was, it was less verbal and more physical, although people did occasionally talk and sing. Um, and I want to say it was She May Appear. Let's say that's what it was called. And mm-hmm. the whole concept was you, you tickets were only, I'm going to say eight people at a time. And you walked into this big, this big room that had been converted into a playing space and a booth that felt like you were looking through a two way mirror. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not actually sure whether the performers could see us or not, but um, we were given slips of paper to communicate and we would we would send them mail the people who were in this room and it was like a room set up for like a luncheon or something like that Uh Um, and they were two people possibly dressed as clowns but I don't super remember Um, so you would send them uh, a piece of mail like hey what's in that box or like it was up to us to make scenes happen and depending (sighs) on what we asked about and what we asked for that would trigger different scenes so if somebody was like, I don't know, is, is somebody coming to lunch, then there would be a whole conversation about whatever. And it a like lot a of it was your own in- adventure. Yes. Yes. And um, there were like three triggers who that would get this birthday clown to come in. <laughs> um, but at some point, um, there was a woman sitting in a crescent moon, just sitting there until we hit whatever the right thing was. And then she sang an aria. And it was so fucking cool. And again, I mean, I don't know how Like an that's escape scalable. room. Like you're just meant to explore every little oddity. But with no goal. Like there was with no, no goal, right. There was right. no end to it. It was just to see. It was like The Sims. It was like, oh let's see what God. happens. Um, uh, and again, hard to do that when you can only put the audience so close together. But you could maybe do it in the round or something like that. I don't know. I, I, uh, I like where you're going with all of this and it, it's making me think about things that I haven't thought about in a while. And since you're going to be producing, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, so it's gotta, it's gotta happen because you know what? It's happening for film and TV. We just need, we just need to think outside of this very elitist, classist, ivory tower that we have theater in right now. Mm-hmm. That that's what's fucking up. Whatever the yep. movement is, that's, that's yeah. So proscenium, and it's so it has to be this way, and it has to tell stories this way. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know what? No, you can't have Broadway back. No, bad society. You can't have Broadway back. You can have you can have whatever it's gonna be. We can still the talent exists, but but don't like. I don't know. I'm mm, I'm fine with it falling down so we can rebuild it because we need we've always needed to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. We've needed to rebuild it since uh, since tickets for fucking Book of Mormon since with Book of Mormon they were like, "Hey, we sell out every night. Let's jack up prices by 4000%. And let's just have this thing or like fucking Lion King maybe even that early in 98 when you could yeah. not get a seat." Like yeah, it's been a problem for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
And I think we just have to reimagine it because there is a place for all of us. There's art to be made. There are stories to be told. There are there are so many talented people still out there who can bend and flex with it. And the people who are not meant to be bent and flexed with are the staunchly stick up their ass uh, curators yeah. of the the elitism of theater space. Like, and that stick is gonna break. You. It's gonna <laughs> break. Feel good. It's gonna shatter in yeah. your butt. <laughs> Spiders will come. <laughs> Did you see that blue spider that I sent you? I did. It was like tiny little blue spider on someone's thumb. I did. Oh, I'm I'm oh, real so glad furry. that. Oh, it's so furry. It's kind of cute. And also, where the fuck did a blue spider come from? But also, hell, the depths <laughs> of hell. No. Uh, spider cast. <laughs> spider cast. Um, I would like to say one more thing because this 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 sode wound up not being as mini. I'm as so I sorry. It, would be. it is no, not a no, mini no. sode. It is, however, a quarantine sode. This is yes. a quarant. This is if if the old ones were quarantinis. What's this? I'm uh, quarin maxi. Quarin maxi. Quarin maxi pads. Maxi teeny. Maxi teeny. Soaking up all of your angst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with a gel lining um gel, lining. gel core i we had wanted to talk about gender stuff uh and i just want to make people aware that there is a lot of really insidious anti-trans stuff popping up including um uh i don't remember politicians names but somebody tried to slide something sideways into the covid relief bill about oh, preventing on. transgender children from competing in sports. So that got struck down, but a lot of people were excited to talk about it. Um, also at CPAC, they talked a lot about that. The specific, whatever this, like I said, nobody gave a shit about women's sports before. Like, right. and that's, I don't, and I'm not saying that to degrade women's sports. I'm saying that historically, it's been a bit of a punchline. Yes, um, always, yes. And that's disgusting, but... All of these people now who just like want to be shitty, not just to, to trans people, but I guess to trans children, mm. like so gross. And there's also mm. a hashtag and we can talk about this more on the full episode, but a hashtag that's trending right now called super straight. Have you seen this? No. Um, this is about um, a topic that I think people who are uh, anti-trans um call a uh, gender or sorry genital preference it's about cis people who only want to have sex with other cis people and then hashtag super straight ew congratulations yeah way to go right like <laughs> congratulations on surprising no one with the default that we have that we have conceded to yeah it's for- very edgy so edgy um, of you. And, but the <laughs> go back problem, to the eighties and go live in a Porky's film. Like, what the fuck do you want? Right. right. Ew. But the <laughs> the problem is not that people have sexual preferences in general, overall, and always. Um, I was talking about this with my friend Gerald, and I said I haven't looked into this, but this is what it looks like. It looks like when people say to me, "Oh, well, but you can't tell me to be attracted to fat people," and I'm like, "I'm not asking you to fuck me. I'm asking you to respect me and treat me with dignity." Yes. And And yes, yes, as it turns out, that is exactly what this is about. This is exactly what this is about. People are like, you can't tell me who to be attracted to. And but the rest of that is ew, gross. 
Yeah, exactly. Gender non-conforming. Ew, right. ew. Right. Right. And how incredibly mm, sexist, transphobic, homophobic it is to reduce someone's worth only to their fuckability as you perceive uh-huh. it. Yes. Um, how objectifying that and is. And or configuration of their body parts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. What the ever-loving fuck. Yeah. So, anyway, we can talk more about that on the next oh, episode. Oh, I'm but... so... And, and like, I, <laughs> I wish I could go back to a time before I knew this Marjorie Taylor Greene existed. Oh, my God. This fucking idiot. I just... I, such a fucking idiot like i have seen reels that she has posted because her house office is across the hallway from i don't know someone with four brain cells Mm -hmm. who uh, and i i don't know who the rep is that that she's across from but they have a trans flag hanging is it the first is it is it the first trans person in congress i don't think so i think they have a family member but we can actually like do a hot second of research and put this on the next Anyway, what I'm pretty sure I saw on the reels is that this fucking idiot's office is across from someone who is hanging a trans flag on their door, and and she's and she's like making a reel where she's just smiling at the camera, where she shows off a sign that says "There's only men and women," and it's like, girl, don't yeah, you have sign, anything better to do with your life? A sign that someone, someone, your tax paying dollars paid an intern to like lay that out and then oh, go God. get it fucking made at Staples oh. or whatever the hell Can or maybe just... i don't know maybe they have an internal sign making whatever but someone probably spent at least 50 dollars of time and effort and materials making this dumbass sign can you for imagine... her to be like oh, oh, look i don't know what dumbass state she belongs to but whatever it is can you imagine being the government whose dollars go to paying her intern to wait to spending their time doing something so stupid and then on top of that to being that 20 year old intern who's like i don't know about this and then they try and get a job in two fucking years and and they're being interviewed like well what did you do and they're like oh yeah and then they can only work at bob jones university exactly right Uh uh-huh you know what forget it i i was a waiter it's fine (laughs) <laughs> you know what i never was in government at all not it's waste, certainly not no. wasting my time making stupid fucking dot matrix print banners talking no. about <laughs> the the waste the waste i mm-hmm. i feel i feel like i understand every parent who ever made congress jokes like what do we pay these people for what the fuck are we paying you for when your only stance on anything is men and women blah 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 no no oh no 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 that's not her only stance (laughs) she also tell me about the rest jewish space lasers caused the the wildfires space lasers fuck i wish we had space lasers man i wish (laughs) fucking exactly (laughs) i just had a lewis black moment Yes. As you mm-hmm. jittered forward with your Lewis black yes. hand. Yes. Which, by the way, if you do want to get some, um, uh, some, if you want to shake your sillies out, like they say, uh, listening to Lewis Black's podcast is always pretty great. Oh I my love his God, rants. I didn't even imagine that he would be 
uh, commentary, the, the the running commentary through oh. all of this. But now, yeah, wow, that's not the that's not the focus of him is actually reading other people's rants. But his his pre <laughs> the stuff he records beforehand is stellar. Mm. All right, fuck bunnies. Tell us what you're doing to survive everything. Stay safe and let us know if you need any help with the vaccine stuff. Uh, I know nothing, but Lillian apparently knows a lot. So I'm going to try and know. Hit me up. I'll share as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, man. This was really good. I miss miss you a lot, but I also love that my year has been defined by you. Oh, you too. Like, how lucky, how privileged, how lucky... Arby. I know. I'm even, you guys, right now wearing a, a dress that Jen gave me. <laughs> and it looks so good on you. I'm so glad. <laughs> I love this color. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's from this old boutique that, fuck, I used to love. And then they just eventually kind of petered out of existence. But. Uh, All right. Alas. I love you so much. Love fuck buddies. Too. We love you. Um, happy one year of. Uh, happy one year. Uh, happy one year. Well, if you're listening, happy one year of being alive. <laughs> in this. Um, and also, hopefully, happy one year to whatever gems you have been able to mine out of a year of a lot of. Uh, a lot of survival and stillness and um, time doing things that you probably have literally never, ever, ever done in your whole life. Whatever gems you have mined or kidney stones you have passed emotionally. (laughs) So many emotional kidney stones. That's really what all the fucks are. Yes. We nailed it. Okay, that's it. Podcast over. (laughs) We figured it out. <laughs> well, just shy of 100 episodes. <laughs> it's been great. I mean, it was in there somewhere. It was there all along. <laughs> Via Cundius. <laughs> Love you.